all love to receive an encouraging note from a friend. And on one page of the New Testament, we find a very personal letter from Paul to Philemon. This brief note to a friend is full of doctrinal truth and practical help for us all. Open your Bible and your heart today as we come to the book of Philemon. Let's join Scott Pauley now as we study God's Word together. How would you like to be remembered? I mean, by the people that know you best, the folks that interact with you, the people that uh, you worship with and live around and labor with. How would you like to be remembered? Well, Philemon was remembered a certain way. I think this is fascinating. It's found not once, but twice in this brief note to a friend we call the book of Philemon. The first time is in verse 7. Paul said to him, For we have great joy and consolation in thy love, because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. And then he repeats it in verse 20. Yea, brother, let me have joy of thee in the Lord. Refresh my bowels in the Lord. Twice in this letter, Paul connects Philemon's name to refreshing. There are two kinds of people in the world. There are drainers and there are refreshers. (laughs) One seems to sap the life and strength and joy out of things, and the other seems to contribute and add so much to the joy and to the blessing of life. There's a really a theological foundation to this. A sin is a drain. Satan is the ultimate drainer. Uh, pursue the devil's way, follow the flesh. It always leads to less and less. It literally drains the joy and every good thing out of life. But the reverse of that is also true. Think about the Lord Jesus and the salvation he gives. Oh, our Lord is the great refresher. He's the one that renews strength. He's the one that gives quickening, that makes alive. Do you see the great difference? And so the more like the Lord Jesus a person is, the more of a refreshment they're going to be to those around them. Let's let's do something today. Let's go back to the first mention of this in the Bible. Go back in your Bible. We're in the book of Philemon near the end of the New Testament, but go back near the beginning of the New Testament to the book of Acts for just a moment. Because the first mention of this refreshing is found in Acts chapter number 3 and verse number 19 in a famous sermon. Peter's preaching in Acts 3 verse 19, and he says this, Repent ye therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. This is the first mention of refreshing, and I'd just like to point out two things about it. First, that this refreshing is connected to being right with God. It's in the context of repentance. It's in the context of conversion. It's in the context of having your sins blotted out. See, you can't be refreshed, and you can't be a refresher as long as sin is present. So sin has to be dealt with. Philemon was a man who was right with the Lord. It seems a man who wanted to stay right with the Lord. I want to be that man. How about you? Would you pray today, Lord, I want to be right with you. Get all the sin out of my life. Get anything out of your way. Get anything that is blocking the channel of grace and peace flowing through my life removed. I think so often we let things come in between. The Old Testament prophets said your sins and iniquities have separated between you and your God. So refreshing is always connected 
to being right with God. And then, don't miss this. This is most important. Refreshing is always connected to the presence of the Lord. Listen to the expression again in Acts 3, verse 19. The times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. You see, God's presence is what brings the refreshing. So if you are a refreshing Christian, if you're a refreshment to those around you, it simply means that you're living in the presence of God. You're practicing the presence of God, and you have so been with the Lord that God's presence is made known through your life. On our way back to Philemon, let me stop at one other verse in the book of Acts. You're already in that book. It's at the end of the book, Acts 27, verse number 3, and it's just a practical note, but it's, it's very helpful to us, I think. It's in Paul's ministry, and one of his journeys uh, when he's headed to Rome He is a prisoner. And the Bible says in Acts 27, verse 3, And the next day we touched at Sidon, and Julius courteously entreated Paul and gave him liberty to go unto his friends to refresh himself. These friends, of course, were believers. It's beautiful to see that on perhaps one of the most difficult journeys of Paul's life, at a time when he had been drained, no doubt physically, mentally, emotionally, even spiritually, no doubt he's battling like we all would and he's facing tremendous persecution and spiritual opposition, the one thing God allowed that would refresh him was just some time to be with his friends. That takes us back to the great message of the book of Philemon and to the church that Philemon was a part of and to the forgiveness and restoration that they would have to exercise in the life of a man named Onesimus. There's nothing more refreshing than seeing the love of God in another person. There's nothing more refreshing than that love being demonstrated and shown to you. So let me read Philemon verse 7 again. We have great joy and consolation in thy love because the bowels of the saints are refreshed by thee, brother. There were many refreshing things about this man named Philemon, but let me show you one today. His love was refreshing. You know, in a world filled with hatred, love is a refreshing thing. In a world filled with harshness and hardness, When you meet somebody that just has compassion, someone that's kind, someone that speaks with gentleness, someone that treats people uh, with humility and meekness, isn't it a refreshing thing? I mean, it stands out because it is so rare to find. He uses a word here, the bowels of the saints. He'll repeat that in verse 20, refresh my bowels in the Lord. You have to understand that in that day, the, the bowels were used in that Eastern culture and custom to refer to the deepest part of the heart. Uh, The the most profound emotion and feeling was wrapped up in the bowels. It's like saying to love a person from the heart. Uh, Kindness can be shown through physical and material things, but the goal is always spiritual. It is to show such the love of God from our heart that it touches their heart. You see... You can only strengthen another person's inner man if you're strong in the inner man. The love of God has to have captured your inner man. And so then you're able to share that with someone else. And there are many practical applications of it. Uh, For example, he mentions in this passage in verse 4, I thank my God for you. I make mention of you in in my prayers. Uh, He writes this word of encouragement. Those are all out workings, expressions of the love of God, but it has to first be in your heart. Oh, let the love of God capture you today. 
Think how good God has been to you. Think of the love he's shown to you. And as you meditate on that and live with a consciousness of God's presence in your own life, you will become a greater refresher to those around you. Interestingly enough, when you look at these two verses, Philemon 7 and Philemon 20, and we'll come back to them in our next study, it seems he refreshed everybody. He refreshed those that were around him. That was the church. He refreshed those that were over him. That was Paul. And he even refreshed those that were viewed as under him. That was Onesimus. See, the amazing thing about the love of God is it's not prejudice. The love of God is a love for all people. The love of God sees all people as people of value and worth to God as eternal souls and treats them that way. Would you ask the Lord today to help you have such an experience of the love of God that you can show it to others, to those around you, to those over you, and yes, to those under you. Perhaps in no other way is the love of God truly expressed any more sincerely than in how we treat those who are under us, at least from a human perspective. May the Lord help all of us today to be refreshers. Thank you for listening. This inspired letter has so much truth for each of us. Ask the Lord to help you live the grace of God and share it with someone else today. Perhaps you could even write a note to a friend and encourage them to keep following Jesus. Visit enjoyingthejourney.org for many more resources and invite someone else to join you as we study together. Until next time, may God richly bless you.